hello and welcome to the podcast a very silent podcast it's gonna be a fast one my my new roommate is sleeping in the other room and i don't want him to think i'm a crazy man we we gotta speed through your roommate yes we have to speed through i wish i was sleeping (laughs) so so we're, we're, we're we're gonna be podcasting fast this week yeah yes i'm jet lagged to hell and matt's roommate is doing something i've always dreamed of sleeping sleeping peacefully on a schedule feels like i haven't slept for days i'm also i'm on a a plastic table and a wooden (laughs) chair because i wasn't able to move my stuff yet um so uh if you hear this creaking in the background it's it's probably me not your car needing service or anything like that or it could be don't ignore those things don't ignore those things that's right that's right i don't want to be responsible for bad things happening I, I, I've, I've been told that there are some moments in this podcast that are funny enough that, that people will cry, and I'm wondering if that's actually a huge traffic liability, and maybe we should actually feel super-duper guilty and never be funny again. Wait. I mean, we can use that as an excuse when we're not funny. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. We're saving lives by being very dry. <laughs> From now on and retroactively... We're not being funny. Mm-hmm. Never mm-hmm. again. It was. It was until it, we are. It was an artistic decision. Yes. So, so this week we're going to be extra fast uh, to to help readjust Liam's sleep schedule back from all the traveling and get oh Matt God. out the door too. So we're dead. also going to be ec- We're also going to be not funny at all. No jokes allowed, guys. We need to make zero jokes. We need to make sure that all of our sons and our dads get to work in one piece. No traffic <laughs> car accidents. What about cleaning? <sighs> Which is going to be really really hard for uh, for some of the stories that I think we have to to cycle through oh my god no man's sky with okay yeah you see all that no man's sky on the docket (laughs) but with psvr what a tragedy (laughs) okay so so they they re re jiggered no man's sky i don't want to i it feels weird to say i I don't want to say they rebuilt no man's sky they definitely re-engineered No Man's Sky. It's still No Man's Sky, but the first early climb of this game has been completely redone to account for a completely different way that, that the game handles crafting, which is now in a very, very visibly Subnautica-inspired system where you have to build refineries, place them around a room, and then put raw crafting materials to turn them into different raw crafting materials that still require some kind of of structure that you build and put on the ground. Thus uh, blossoming this whole big base development minigame question mark aspect to it that is also working in a very uh, uh, subnautic... Oh my god. Excuse me one moment. I'm so sorry. Someone's knocking on my door. Ooh. Who is it? Who might that be who is knocking at my door? Ah. One minute, please. This better make it into the show. Yeah, it better be in the show. Well, that means we can just move on from No Man's Sky already. Who do you think it is? One of the, one of his many ex-girlfriends. <laughs> I think so. He's probably going to cut that out. One of his many ex I'm going to say it multiple times to see. <laughs> he thinks that he got away with it, but no, he didn't. Hey, actually, do you think you can come back in like an uh, hour and a half? It's probably actually the uh, guy. Do you remember when we were talking about what would George do? And we had the uh, the million dollar suitcase with the the bloody note. Oh yeah. It's probably the guy who owns the suitcase. That's right. It's come to kill him. <laughs> he probably didn't take <sighs> it. 
probably didn't take it. Oh, he definitely didn't. He probably called the guy with the <laughs> that owned suitcase, and he's coming to pick it up. It's like, ah, oh, we won't kill him. He's, he seems like an all right guy. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh. Hey, are you guys there? Yeah, all right. So we had bets. So who was it? Yeah. It was pest control. <laughs> Man. Not as not uh, even entertaining. Close. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I I gotta ask though. Should I be editing or are we just gonna? We're gonna roll. <laughs> with I don't it. know what happened while I while I was gone. We're gonna so. roll with it. You just you shouldn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's definitely well, gonna edit. In that case, I'm gonna have to run to the kitchen and write back. Nope. <laughs> oh. Wait, what? Don't leave again. Yeah. <laughs> Don't they, they get they're coffee. about to spray the gonna... kitchen. I gotta get the dirty dishes out. Oh my god. Why did you book pest control for now? <laughs> I didn't know they would come in the morning. Oh god. Wow, this is this is a train wreck. Wait, why do you have pest control? The, the, the building provides it. Oh, okay. Also, also this building uh, uh, needs it. Um, I did see a rat while I was in Seattle. That was intriguing. You you don't get those in Tokyo? Rats? Not really. No. You know what Japan's like. We do we do have it, just nobody sees it. <laughs> they're hiding because yeah. they're smart rats. <laughs> no, they just realize that Japanese people <laughs> fucking murder them in a in like a, a split second if they see them. Oh, let's go even more racist. They'll take out their samurai sword and 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 chop up the the rats into the. <laughs> and defend their honor from these rats. Yes, uh, people who haven't been to Japan, everyone wears samurai swords. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah, everybody. Everyone. Like, it's just as you pictured it in one of your Japanese animes. <laughs> That's exactly how Japan looks. <laughs> it's funny you say that because, like, Japan doesn't really live up to stereotypes too often. But when I was when I was boarding, the, the I flew by A&A, one of the Japanese airlines, um, mm. to Seattle for PAX. And... What their instructional, like, you know, safety video is, like, the best I've ever seen. It's like a kabuki theater play where, where like, a, a guy with, like, red and white face paint, like an old kabuki mask who looks like E-Honda is, like, yoing down, like, a... <laughs> down like an airplane while he's like he's like running for the emergency exit and stuff like that oh. it's so good oh okay i'm back oh, i'm sorry come back we were oh. having a great episode without you yeah one without structure i'm so sorry i i, I wasn't able to, to tell you guys about no man's sky oh uh, that that's oh. passed you had your time yeah, I tried. Yeah. I tried. It's it's like the development of the game. There's always something. There's oh. always something. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> Sean. I would love to meet him one day. Like with those guys, they they actually got they actually got better though. You've yet to you've yet to prove it. I I didn't want to hop into that segment being like, oh my god, No Man's Sky is good now. It's more like No Man's Sky is 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 better. It's it's fine now. No Man's Sky is fine now. To some people, it is really good, isn't it? Like people are you playing it like a live there, game. Yeah, there is a really cool idea there that that not many other games um, try to tackle into that it nails, and that's the the Star Trek planetary landing. Mm. Like uh, you can, especially with the VR controls, turning a um, headset scanner on and off always feels really, really super. Super good. There's um, a a greater emphasis on the exploration. 
because of how it's rejiggered the the crafting system to require more diverse materials for, for the economy. George. And there's also some new set piece type events that they have uh, built George, into the, the George, procedural algorithm. What what, what 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 I edited the podcast last week, so I know I I can hear it the clicking. Oh my <laughs> is god! You it's the mouse. We get at least thirty to forty comments every month about George's Dude. clicking. <laughs> okay, I I I'm I'm trying to. You're doing it right. <laughs> Oh my god, you know what I just realized is that sometimes when I'm trying to like think my way through a new statement, I will just like click left and right in the docket yeah. without even noting. Oh my god. So this this I'm I'm doing this for me and the audience. Just move the mic up a little bit maybe. I don't I don't know. I don't know how sensitive your mic is. Okay, so wait a second. We're gonna do this live. You're telling me you guys don't do that? No. No, I well, I can't. I can't even open Chrome because my my we know what my CPU is like. <laughs> I can't even open Chrome because otherwise we wouldn't even be able to record. This, this is this is why only two people watch our podcast. <laughs> Wait, wait, okay, no, we we did have have to uh, lay down the law at the beginning of this episode, though. There was going to be no jokes, no laughter, so we're all going to have to go to dad jail. It's for, really, it's really funny while. because we 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 joke that it is a train wreck, but this this episode so far truly oh, is a train wreck. a masterpiece of a train wreck. <laughs> okay, well, to to finish off my my incredibly spotty bit about no man's sky yeah it's it's like okay and the reason i say that is that it's still no man's sky it still has this inventory system where three atoms of oxygen are taking up a whole entire space for for your mission critical um more important upgrade material (laughs) stuff that's one tiny backpack oh no three (laughs) atoms of oxygen and now i have no room left (laughs) that's how it works they, there is a picture of an atom that says oxygen underneath it, and there'll be, like, two of them. And that'll take up the entire amount of space for your inventory as, like, a, a fusion reactor for your <laughs> spaceship. No. Um, in, in taking this exciting new subnautica-like direction where a base will live with you throughout the entire game and grow and become more complicated as the game goes on, it, I'm still not feeling a, a good, compelling story there. Subnautica had a family lost in space that got stranded in the caves and dealt with the similar degree of horror that you're dealing with. And No Man's Sky still feels kind of kind of dead and well it, it's procedural by design, but that's uh, a situation that still does not seem to be engendering what? itself to to like a hook of a story. Wait, you don't go to the center of the uni- universe? Is isn't that what it was supposed to be? Yeah, eventually that's what you did in the original game, but it's all, um, it, it has to be told through a template that can make itself work through the same, like, th- three different varieties of, of quest-giving templates that, uh, that, that can work with uh, the millions of, of combinations of players going through this procedural universe. I don't, it's very dry. If, if you haven't played through No Man's Sky, it's, it's a very dry feeling world. We've talked about uh, the artificiality that MMO worlds feel a lot of times, and that's, that's the problems it's How dealing with. You. Quantity over quality. Yeah, I, you know, I hear a lot of things about No Man's Sky. I played it back at launch, and I just, I, I couldn't even play an hour of it. 
I know I've heard like really good things about it, but I just know it's not my type of game. Oh, you can definitely play more than an hour of it now. Like, in fact, I want to say that the first four, six hours now is actually pretty darn good. It's after that once the the grind hit you earlier on in in the earlier version of No Man's Sky. Now it it hits you a little later, but even then there's a little more fun to be had with the grind. But it's still it's still there. It's still it's still No Man's Sky. Mm. It's free though, yeah, right? Maybe, the up, the updates. Yeah, free. all of it's free. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and it got a good like six to eight hours out of me, so it did something right. Still, how's the VR vision? It's PSVR though. Uh, blurry. Um, controls feel simultaneously cool and simultaneously finicky. Probably better if you're playing with the PC version instead of a PSVR version. But apparently on the PC version, you're um. People are having a much harder time getting stable performance out of the thing, which mm. is still funny because it did crash on me on PlayStation. So I guess uh, uh, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. They, they really cut down on resolution and draw distance. There's a ton of pop in on the PSVR version, but I was not willing to try it out on the PC because I wanted all the cool motion control gimmicks, which which do work out sometimes, like having a... Having a flashlight in one hand and the mining laser in the other is nice. It's nice just waving the mining laser haphazardly around with your hand and and all the stuff that sloops into your inventory Shoot. fairly fairly effortlessly. It, it weirdly actually I want to say feels smoother in in VR and with regards to like shooting stuff for for mining rather than combat. It's like a like a very chill rail shooter. You just you just point at the rocks as the scenery scrolls by. <laughs> Sounds mm. kind of boring. Yeah. Yeah, does. yeah, which which is why I, I still am a little apprehensive on it, but it's also cool to see it come as far as it did. I'll wait a little bit longer. I'll wait it's, for like that last that that next update maybe and then dump Suffice it to say, though, it is a pretty darn cool VR experience because of the takeoffs and the landings in the cockpit. Which you could have gotten in somewhere other way, yeah. Yeah, that stuff is all... Really dangerous. But, I mean, No Man's Sky is a game all about taking off and landing from a planet in a cockpit. (laughs) Yeah, that stuff's always going to be cool. No matter, like, what game has it. Cockpit-based stuff. Especially, like, entering atmospheres and such... It's always going to be cool in VR. I feel like it's a kind of a cheap trick at, at this point to be like, yeah, you can do this in VR. It's like, well, we know it's cool. And it's in like 15 other games. Elite Dangerous, the, No Man's Sky. With, and with, with No Man's Sky in particular, with so much of the game, with the game trying to be one whole persistent universe with the atmospheres and the takeoffs and landings, you do get a better sense of scale, I want to say, when you can fly around a whole planet in VR rather than seeing a planet in space in the distance. Like, like it's it's definitely a weird sense of vertigo seeing a curvature, the horizon line become a curve if you look to the side of your cockpit while it takes off. The... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's having... Embodying a space in which your planet that you're standing on eventually feels like a ball. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Let's move on. Have you found the Rome planet yet? I'm still, I'm still keeping, keeping up. I'm, I'm reading through books of the Odyssey now while, uh, while playing the Rome game. Oh my God. 
Oh my god, what is happening? The Adventures of Odyssey? The the Christian uh, books back in the day? No, no, the the pagan books from, from earlier. Hey, you want to remember that? No, no, just me. No, I, I guess not. No Those idea. The best. Those were the best. Those were the fucking I shouldn't curse while saying anything Christian, but yeah, it's the best. <laughs> yes, because that will make a difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> he can hear everything you're saying and everything oh you've God. ever said, Matt. <laughs> well, um, he can also hear that uh, uh, I played a new game. Um, this week, a new game, meaning a new game, not just a new game for me, but like a, a new game for like all. A new game for all. Does it begin with a C and end in a untroll? <laughs> uh, maybe. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm hearing some pretty good praise these days. Control. I I I love your enthusiasm. I love it. Give me more, please. You know why, Matt? It doesn't have Rome in it. Like, every yeah. game is on a Rome barometer. I mean, it has an R. Rome Where is games, there Rome right? and no man? Well, the planet names, actually. There's a lot of astronomical terms that, that are inherited from the classical. But anyways. Okay. <laughs> anyways. Well, okay. Uh, I'll be quick, because we don't have much time. But, uh, control. I, I'm a little sad that it's not it's either my 1060 is getting old on my laptop or uh or it's not optimized i don't know but i uh, wasn't able to put I it it runs pretty pretty poorly on console like it has consistent frame rate problems on ps4 pro yeah it, it wasn't running very well it there's That's a lot a of dipping yeah that was like the i would have to i turned down everything i was like you know i just want a steady I'm going to get as close to 60 as possible. So I'm so used to the smoothness. I don't care if it looks like, you know, the grass is going to, you know, cut my eyes out or anything like that. But like um, in Dragon's Quest. Yeah. Dragon Quest. Just the one. (laughs) Dragon. Um, The only thing. um, That's like the only thing. Everything else, playing the game, it's like super weird. Super weird game. They're doing things that probably not everyone would get you know like it's one of those games where it's just like oh this is not for the main audience for them to like it 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 feels like it does feel like a like a weird tv show sometimes um and i think i i I like it because of that i like it because it's trying something a little bit different and not like just a regular you know so yeah last week last week i i think i was getting the vibe that you had said something along the lines of it seems great but also feels like something i've played a bunch before yeah the shooting. so what's what's the new stuff that 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 is tackling the, com- the combat i wouldn't say it's like i know a lot of people like it but yeah i'm still tired of shooting it it doesn't it doesn't feel like call of duty or anything like that it doesn't feel like a regular shooter uh you do have the balance like john was saying last week you have the balance of um your powers so if you run out of uh, your gun just refills right you don't and you don't reload which is the most weirdest thing every time i press r to reload i don't reload it just automatically fills up slowly so when you run out of bullets magic bullets yeah 
when you run out of bullets, you start using your powers. When you run out of powers or energy, you start using your bullets. And then eventually you start getting some other powers uh, you can, that you can miss. So pay attention. And um, with that combination, it does feel pretty good for sure. Um, I think I enjoyed it more on controller than I did on mouse and keyboard because it was just a lot, a lot. The controls are just kind of mapped out. Maybe I'm just, I was just being lazy, but uh, that it does, it feels okay. I mean, it's not, it, I didn't get tired of the combat. I guess that's something to be said. It's not, it's not bad. Did you finish it already? Yeah, it's, it's short. You're a machine. What are you, what are you saying? It's short. How short? Day, like, like I sat down 10, 11, 12 hours though? Mm-hmm. Yeah, remember mm-hmm. the week Matt played through like FF Nine? Yeah, something like, yeah. Excuse just because he was bored. <laughs> well, like Nino Kuni Two or some bullshit. Just because he had a lo- like, an yeah. extra long lunch break. Yeah, I can't do that anymore. <laughs> I had free time back then. Yeah, the control was super, super. Like you, you tell me you can't spread 10, 10 hours across a week. You tell me you don't have ten, 10 hours, hours across. That's like a month's worth of gaming, man. No, it's not even. That is, that is not true. That is so not true. George, <laughs> you so cannot awesome. even weigh in on this argument. You wake up in the morning, you're like, what should I do today? Ask Oh, <laughs> let's play video games or read about Rome. <laughs> <laughs> play about old video games. Oh, banished. Oh, man. They have a new Adam and Eve where they have sex with <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'm going to waste all my good, precious time on dumb bullshit. Yeah. I'm I'm just messing with you, I'm I'm giving up the banished. I am not giving up this Rome campaign. I am taking over the Mediterranean, and it's going to take me like a year, but I'm not bored of it yet, so. Um, I do have a new game for next week, too, and that's shorter than this one, which is great. What's that? Uh, But Control is, is a cool game. I... With a lot of weird games, the ending is a little just eh. <laughs> it just doesn't come <laughs> together. <laughs> I shouldn't I shouldn't talk about endings when I'm talking about games, but yeah, no. it's it's a little off. It's a little off. It, but it's fun. It's a fun ride, and you you don't know what's going on. It's a lot of weirdness. If you like weird stuff and the combat, I'm pretty sure you're gonna get you're gonna get some fun out of it. Especially with the upgrades and everything like that, I say I say it's not it's it's, it's worth a shot. It's worth a rent on Redbox. It's rent I, I have a, and you could. I have a lot of respect for Remedy. They can't be that big of a studio, and obviously they've made a couple of pretty stellar hits. Obviously Sam Lake heading the studio and stuff, and having that Max Payne legacy. But you know they're not quite AAA, and then coming out with cool weird ass games like Control that are like cutting edge technology but they're using it in really interesting and unique non-generic ways you know what I mean not Call yeah. of Duty not- I might replay it with ray tracing later on <laughs> yeah so like because the idea that would be insane cool how how does it feel different from from Call of um, Duty, like like I, I see snippets where where you have psychic powers with physics objects floating around everywhere, but does that really make it feel different? Um, it's the feel for sure. Uh, it could be, 
you know, I can't really, I can't really say because it doesn't because of the third person and I guess like the recoil of the gun. I don't know. It just doesn't feel like you're shooting paper like you do in Call of Duty or Apex. You know, it doesn't feel like you're, you're shooting <laughs> paper pa- crinkling up. Yeah, it doesn't feel like you're shooting paper objects. Like you're in you're in a shooting gallery. It doesn't feel that that, that way. It feels more thick because of that. Um, and being able to pick up objects that would even if the object hits the person like um let's say you know when you press the ability it brings an object to you and then you throw it at them but even if the object were to hit people on the way it will still kill them or damage them and stuff like that and i and and a lot of that stuff tends to happen especially when you upgrade the power up about a bunch uh and it's fun um i guess because they mix those in because if it was um and I guess it's something to say is that you're not supposed to just sit and cover. You're supposed to just run around, dodging, flying, whatever. Uh, however play style you want to play. And constantly being their face. Um, and your gun switch. You, you have like about four, about four different guns. You know, like a shotgun and cool. stuff like that. They, yeah, it's and you can upgrade them. You can do different mods to that that uh weapon you can do different power-ups to your personal body you can like it's it's dope it's dope it, it, it's enough for the length of the game i'm not gonna sit here and say it's the best thing ever because it, it's just another another shooting controlling thing it just looks Ooh, really cool because of the, the, yeah, with the physics yeah and you know <laughs> yeah so i <laughs> Yeah, but uh, so if you like weirdness and and you know shooting, then does it get the map seal of approval? I I I you see the thing is about sealing uh, a seal of approval. <laughs> the thing about um, sealing is the thing about sealings are uh, let's go into home improvement channel. No, uh, is that sixty dollars? It's sixty dollars, and you're gonna beat it. You know that week, and then that's it. It's gonna. That's it. It's it's, it's eleven hours of of playing, and I, I I have to get used to that. I have to get used to that. Some games I can do it, but I like buy. I usually Redbox, and that's yeah. because it's seven dollars for you know a ten hour experience, and I'm fine I, with I that. regard that as like what you're supposed to do for for short games like that. Yeah, it's 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 really short. It's sixty dollars. Like, so it after a while, especially if you you're on a podcast and you try to play a game a week. Oh $60 god, dollars yeah. every week is a lot. Wow. So in my Fuck mind, that. I'm a little biased in that. So if you have one game to pick out of this month, Control. I don't know if Control is the. It depends on you know did, your did, stuff. Did did you buy it? No, no, no. Yeah, okay, good for you. I was a little worried. Usually, usually mm. you don't. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> well, speaking of wasting your money this month, wasting is a strong word, but I've been playing Astral Chain when I've had a spare brief moment in my fleeting existence. That's another game that everyone's really, really, like, turning around on. Well, I, I hear good. It's Why? Yeah, so it's the new Platinum <laughs> game. And it's a Switch exclusive, which has angered some people for some reason, and they've review-bombed it on Metacritic, because they're morons. Yeah, I, I thought people didn't do that. 
That's been happening forever. Switch exclusives, right? I, it's I I don't even know. Anyway, it's a new thing now because of <laughs> Epic. I've I yeah maybe I I just don't know. Can't explain yeah. these weird <laughs> phenomena. Think of control and just be like things are weird. I'm trying man. to trap you, Liam. Life is Let weird. me trap you. Don't trap me. I'm too tired to be trapped. My brain is like a scrambled egg right now. <laughs> um, no, but so. Before I went to PEX, I downloaded Astral Chain on my Switch in hopes that I could play it on the plane, uh, which I got like maybe two hours out of it then, and then maybe an hour on the way back, and then I've played it briefly since I got back two days ago. So I've played about four or five hours of Astral Chain so far, which you know, if you think back to most Platinum games, you think that would be already a solid chunk of the game. Like, if you think Bayonetta yeah, five yeah. hours in, you'd be like, wow, I'm already, like, at least over a quarter into the campaign already. I'm still in the tutorial yeah. in Astral Chain. Wait, Is that what? good or For bad? I kind of want to say that's bad. It's all, it's huh. way slower. It's not the solid only action of Platinum Games' usual fare. You don't like doing side quests? Well, they that's the thing. There is, there is a lot of that. Quests? You don't there, like that? And, well, yeah. So <laughs> there is a lot of that now. There's a lot of like invest. I, I mean, the backstory is you're like part of this special you're police. police. You're, you're 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 the anime police. You're the anime police. You're the popo, mm-hmm. and you have to before. Well, when you're in missions, you uh, can do like investigative based stuff, and there's a lot of side quests in areas that dumb side quests of just like. Talk to somebody and then turn on your special gimmicky iris thing and then search for something and then put two and two together and it's fine. It's very typical RPG side quest fair, um, which is it's fine, whatever. Um, like you spend a lot of time at the headquarters, uh, the police headquarters, and that's kind of cool because the police headquarters is a kind of a cool, laid-out place with lots of interesting things, lots of characters and lots of things to do. That's kind of cool. But it's like, it's a platinum game. You want to get to the action, and my god, is Astral Chain, like, very different. You know, I I looked up some, some raw gameplay playthrough and skimmed to about nine minutes in, and it's a rail shooter segment? Oh yeah, Dur- I mean during that's, the opening credits. Yeah, yeah, during during the opening sequence, that's just that. Yeah, it's to get you sort of used to Isn't controls. Near? But but rail shooters and platinum games. I mean, I, I, it's I, a I, badass I, sequence. It's like a RoboCop sequence. It's great. The opening sequence is actually badass. You're like sliding all over the place, shooting things with gun on a motorbike. It's it's pretty cool. So, so this probably is not what you're talking about. No, and that's that's just the opening sequence. That doesn't happen, as far as I know right now, it doesn't happen again. So as an airplane game, how was it? Uh, it was difficult because the Joy-Cons... So this is the thing I want to talk about, about Astral Chain. I think it's really important. If you think about tight, wonderful controls for games like Bayonetta and Vanquish... And even the wonderful 101, which uh, Astral Chain definitely takes a lot from, because it's like micromanaging something, like something else other than you. So you have your main character who can attack, and then you have your legion, which is these giant entities. They look like robots, but they're not robots. Uh, these entities that you can summon, 
and then you can send forth with your astral chain uh, to auto attack the enemy in front of you. So you'll see, you'll like summon it with like ZL, and then it'll appear, and then you'll press it again, and it'll send it off. And your character only has one button, the ZR button, and you just press the ZR button, switching between three different modes of this one weapon. So you have like a blaster weapon where it does really weak long-range bullet attacks. Then there's a baton, so you do like fast, quick combo melee stuff. And then you have this other giant thing called the gladius, which is like a giant mm. sword uh, that is like heavy melee attacks. And then the, you, you the, switch the, between them depending on the enemy types you're facing, but you only have one button, the ZR button. It looks like like this could be dangerously close to the V levels from DMC5. Mm, well, uh, you definitely have more control. It's definitely better than that. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about that. I would hope so. So this is the thing. As, as somebody who is a huge fan of Platinum Games... Games? Platinum Games, Games, Games. <laughs> The Platinum Games games. Yeah, the Platinum Games games. And, like, the character action stuff, of course, Bayonetta and stuff, this is, uh, like, was incredibly jarring to begin with because in the beginning, there's nothing you can really do apart from button mash and do nothing. And summoning your Legion and micromanaging your Legion and you is quite difficult. And you can hold ZL which is the Legion control, and then use the right analog stick, which usually is your camera, uh, to control the Legion by itself. So you can use the left analog stick at the same time to control your character, and then the right analog stick to control the Legion. <laughs> so you're like moving two characters at the same time. So think of it, you're playing a character action game where you need to dodge a lot. And by the way, Astral Chain is not easy. It's quite brutal. It throws a lot of medicine at you for you to use because it takes off a lot of your health. But you're trying to dodge stuff, and then at the same time, you're trying to move your Legion with the right analog stick because a lot of the moves depend on the positioning of where your Legion is. So, for example, you can chain down enemies by getting, like, almost lassoing them by making your legion go around them and then back in front of them. So, like, a, they've done a loop-de-loop -loop around the enemy. But the enemy's, like, moving around and trying to attack you, and you're trying to, like, move yourself and then get the legion to circle around it and chain it down, and you're like, oh, my God, my left brain is not connecting with my right brain. And it's like playing <laughs> Twister like, in your head. This is this is the most violent level of, of Brothers' Tale of Two it's, Sons it's, ever. It's <laughs> like that on steroids it's like wow what's happening and then you just kind of let go because you get hit and you're like fuck i need to try this again and there are other ones where you can like separate and then like use the chain to like uh almost like close line enemies when they dash at you which is really cool but it's all about like controlling two characters at the same time with like the thought process of your brain and trying to work them in tandem and then once you progress a little further and you unlock more stuff, you can do stuff like sync attacks. So you can, like, button mash the, the combo, and then you'll have, like, a white flash. And then that's when you can press ZL, and immediately you'll do, like, a sync attack with your Legion, and that can bounce into doing different combos. And slowly, like, over the five hours of played so far, even though most of it's still, like, tutorial-based stuff, like, you get some interesting things to start putting into the button mashy combo 
where you can like summon your legion, send your legion out, and then your legion can pull you towards it. So instead of the legion coming back to you, you can like fly towards whoever the legion is attacking and like smack them in the head. And you can use it to like get out of really tight spots by like summoning your legion all the way to the other side of the map. And when a monster comes to attack you, you can like you can just like Indiana Jones like bye bye and like zip past out of the way of the monster. It's it's so weird and tough and kind of in the beginning very boring and then it shows signs of promise and I'm still not sure whether I like it yet. I I, I appreciate the bravado of 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 going this hard with with the kind of kind of gimmicky setup. It is definitely unique, and I feel like once I unlock like the other legions, and then you could have the multiple options of like the different uh, mechanics each legion has, and then the different weapons you have as a character. It's just it's very different because you're not pressing like X X Y up Y X down B A G double Z Y like uh, you would be in Bayonetta where you'd be like comboing stuff together or like Devil May Cry. It's a lot of like, ah, don't want to pun it, uh, but it's a lot about like chain reaction. It's like you do something, <laughs> then it leads into nice, good one. The legion doing something, and then based on what the legion's doing, if an enemy comes, you dodge out of the way, and then you do something. It is like a built-up reaction over everything. It's not like full-on character action, which is super different. And it's hard. It's a tough game. Like, you won't die. It's it, Like, I say it's tough because you won't die because it gives you loads and loads of medicine. So you'll never die. But you'll get frustrated because you'll always be getting hit and knocked down. And, like, it does have a dodge, similar to Bayonetta, where it slows down time and you can do, like, a perfect dodge. But it's way less forgiving way less forgiving than Bayonetta. Like, Bayonetta, with her giant legs, will just, like, step out of the frame, step out of the whole screen, and you can dodge, like, an entire universe with her giant Somersaults legs. Somersaults into the next yeah. continent. Whereas there are, there are literal times where giant chimeras, which are the, the sort of bad guy enemy types in this game, where I've perfect dodged and then they have swung around with their other fist and they've smacked me while I've perfect dodged. And I'm like, what the hell? I just dodged. Why is it, Why am I getting hit in the dodge? So you have to be super wary of like area uh, area of effect attacks and stuff in uh, Astral Chain. And I say the camera isn't the most zoomed out and helpful thing. You know, it takes place in a city. So a lot of the spaces are really narrow, tight areas and they do not help. When you're when you're summoning other characters to be in front of you and like away from you, and then you find big enemies, it's like, oh, this is not great. I'm I'm really glad that you mentioned it because I'm I'm feeling like there might be a lot of wonderful one on one in this one. There definitely like you were is. saying that you weren't you weren't you weren't doing fighting game combos in in your character action game, and that's. That, that, that posits that Platinum Games has ideas on how to depict video game combat in ways that go beyond the very traditional old school ideas that still 
put them on the map and got them a lot of a lot of praise and yeah and good coverage over like they got ideas i mean it's stylish as hell and like i love the aesthetic of it and everything from like the chill music in the headquarters to the complete robocop-esque future that they live in and all of the different stuff you can do like changing your outfits and all the characters is great it's very platinum games in that way but yeah I don't know. It's there. I feel like there is an amazing game under there, some somewhere. But in the beginning, it doesn't exactly give off the best impression. It's it's very very different, and I'm not sure if that's a good thing because it's like trying to do something different with a control scheme that is a bit too awkward, maybe. But they go real hard with it. But they go super super hard. <laughs> And they don't show you everything. They un- they unravel the carpet slowly, which I appreciate. You don't want to overwhelm people, but you've got to make sure people are sticking around to at least play through. And it's quite it's really story heavy compared to other platinum games. Apart from Nia, don't shout at me. I know Nier Automata. I know, but it is quite story heavy. There's a lot of like fight for thirty seconds and then cutscene, and then you fight for thirty seconds and there's a cutscene, and you're like, ah, okay, this is different. But I, I'm going to continue playing it for sure. I do like it, but I have reservations about how I will enjoy the combat in the long run. Like, I could easily pick up Bayonetta now and be like, yep, this is still great, but we'll see. Speaking of which, Speaking ba- of we'll ba- see. <laughs> Bayonetta 3 is, is still churning along as... As usual, right? It's been a while since we've heard anything, but uh, I, I hope I hope that doesn't mean any bad news. Uh, Bayonetta is garbage. Let's let's just move on from it, you know. <laughs> no, Bay- Bayonetta is Bayonetta is Bay. Platinum Games is apparently busy in making stuff. <laughs> I need to play Bayonetta one day. One day. And uh, and and these Nintendo Platinum deals keep coming through. Do you guys want to want to jump straight to the news? Uh, no, no. I want to jump straight into some Netflix, no chill, baby. Some Netflix and no chill. Have you, you guys have anything sh- before hurry I start? That shit up. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, Liam over here is telling me the hurry yeah, up. Yeah, Matt, we 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 got video games this no, week. No, 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 no. Liam is trying, and now George is telling me the hurry up after twenty <laughs> minutes of ass trolls tame. Okay, ass. Hey, Mister, taking control of the podcast. Oh, oh my God! Wait a minute. Wait, okay, <laughs> I I usually spend like five minutes on my topics. Okay, I think we need a remedy from you. I'll be quick. Attack on Titan. I finished it. Attack on Titan season three. Oh shit! Was, is that out? Was good. It season yeah the second half. That's why I didn't watch it. That's why I didn't know it came out and they got to the basement is because they had a mid-season finale. I hate when they do that. <laughs> so they had a mid-season finale and then like months later they came out with the the second slice of season three. The, the and second half the of the... Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. And it's, uh, it's... Why don't they just call it a new season? It's satisfying. But uh, I did. you watched it and you told me about the basement last time, right, Liam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I think they got to that now, or the anime did, or the manga did. Oh, okay, you don't know about it. Okay, well... Well, oh, uh, wait, no, I do know about it. I do know about it. Okay, yeah, you were right. They dump a a crap load of information on you, and it's hard to to feel if 
if I like it or not. I don't I don't I don't know. I don't know if the basement was enough for me. I, I thought it was like everything, but it's it was it was I just mean, there. it suffers from the problem of all hyped up story plot yeah. lines. They're never gonna live up to whatever like your wildest lost. fantasies. Yeah, exactly, right? But I, to, be in fair, the box. to be Next fair to be fair episode <gasps> the box Attack, Attack on Titans one was pretty fucking cool. Attack on Titan what? Like the the reveal of whatever basement thing, like what it, what is actually going on in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it makes sense, but it was a very like, it was just too too much at one point, like at one time. <laughs> it was just too much. Like the whole episode is just like dump, like a info dump, and you're just like, what, what's, what's. What? I'm just trying to I'm just trying to watch this while eating burritos. Like <laughs> And you tell me the about the biggest like, reveal of the biggest yeah. secret in anime and you're like, "Well, you know, it's not just you know, like this. sure. I just it to be like monkeys or something." Yeah, like sure. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I still got questions, but okay. Yeah. I mean, but my god, season 3 was freaking fantastic. That animation though. Jesus Christ. Ooh, 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 that last fight got, got my balls tingling. Okay. Anyways, um, yeah, that that that's it for me. That's 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 it for me. George George doesn't care about anything Matt has to say. Okay. Uh, right? Sometimes but I Liam, do. Li- oh, never. never. <laughs> Liam Liam talks about Astral Chain and and three houses and and all this. Oh, George is like, oh yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Got gotta listen to this this for two twenty minutes. Talk about anime, a good show. And oh my it, like, god! George is just like, oh, oh my god! Jesus Christ! I watched an anime and liked it. I watched one anime all the way through, and it was an important one that everyone else has seen. Get, get, throw me a bone. Feel, feel free to cut that out, George. <laughs> feel free to cut that. I just had to say something. <laughs> I I just we just did a big spoiler cast on Evangelion. I I made a video about it and Metal no. Gear Solid and no. how how close they they are. I'll, I'll just go read Rome and talk about that next podcast. It's fine. It's fine. I'm I'm reading <laughs> the Odyssey and talking about that in a video next week. <laughs> it's different. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We can move on to the news. Go, go ahead. <laughs> You just cut it all off. <laughs> Matt, I I I I I, I never cut you out. Yeah, no 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 you could cut no no cut cut the, the part out when I was when I was uh uh what was it airing out dirty laundry as Liam said? Yeah. So, <laughs> go ahead. You can go into Nintendo Direct now. <laughs> I'll try to stay still on this rocky chair. Well, now I don't know how to how to segue into it. <laughs> good, good. No, I'm good. There's 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 no way to gracefully return to the new Nintendo Direct lineup of of ports and releases that includes the return of the Oberdin this fall. I mean, I would say that was a pretty good segue, but actually, Matt is the one who has to bring us back in. Okay. <laughs> Speaking about things that George doesn't want to talk about, Nintendo Direct. Whoa! Imagine that gift where that guy's... Why would I not want to talk about that? They're putting out Jedi Outcast? What the hell? <laughs> 
Imagine that that gif of that guy who's looking smug and then that dude who's like holding his face who goes in front of him. And that's me right now. It's like, oh. How in the hell would anyone have seen this coming? <laughs> that that of all the weird games getting ported to the Nintendo Switch, that with 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 the new blitz of Star Wars media coming out, with Werner Herzog uh, uh, hogging up the A-list on the Mandalorian show, it's Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast that that gets the big announcement on the Nintendo Switch. Big announcement? You think that was what? the big announcement? Okay, no, not the real big announcement. But but you know what I mean. Of all the Star Wars games, it's a weird choice, but also a pretty good one. I mean, it's one of the best lightsaber-based ones. Absolutely. It's it's so... not like like mainstream bargain bin at Walmart though. I not not like a Battlefront or a Kotor. It was it was it's a little more of a niche PC sort of thing. So I I was surprised. I was pleasantly surprised. There's there's still some good pleasant surprises out there in the world and boy, I bet that game's aged like like uh, like milk, but apparently Jedi Academy is coming too. I don't know. Some kids will get some enjoyment out of it. I'm sure. Continue on, Matt. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> so the Nintendo Direct happened this morning or yesterday morning. It was pretty jam packed. Pretty jam packed. Starting with Overwatch coming to Switch. I love what a roller coaster the leaks for Smash characters are compared to what actually happens. <laughs> so during the lineup to to the announcement that we got yesterday, which which was that uh, the new character is Terry Bogard. Heck yeah, Fatal Fury, Terry Bogard. Okay, this is so cool. So cool. The second biggest announcement next to the Jedi Knight Jedi Outcast port is that Terry Bogard's uh, coming into Smash, which fits some earlier rumors about them hooking up with SNK for for a new character, but does not fit at all with that string of rumors saying that it was going to be a not popular, not very requested female character. My. I don't know if you guys um, saw the same Nintendo fan news um, articles and, and Twitter that, that I see a lot. but They talk about this like 24-7 all yeah. around. It's There's it, always... It's never ending. As many times as it gets proven incredibly wrong, like in as many polar opposite ways, like in just this one, there's still going to be... A widely circulated, widely reported on leak, yeah. quote unquote, that'll just be complete and utter bullshit. There, there are some people who are very good at debunking things immediately and also having, when something happens like the SNK one, which is like a very credible rumor, uh, there's people like the Source Gaming guys and Will push, push Dustin who get it right, but the amount of like false bullshit that's just flowing around and that people getting angry about it, it's like. Come on, chill out, play Smash, have some tea. And I, uh, I, I, I also remember that when the rumors were coming in that it was going to be an SNK character, it already kind of nipped the previous rumor in the bud because SNK has a 
big library of, of recognizable characters. But I'm wondering, though, like, are we too old for, for Terry Bogard and, and Mai Shirianu and no. Mr. and Mrs. Metal Slug to be recognizable? No. You, no. you think so? You think kids these days know who they no, are? Of course they do not. not know. No, they don't fucking know. But does Sakurai give a flying fuck? Hell no. This guy's getting everything he's ever wanted out of life. He's a huge Dragon Quest fan. He's a huge SNK fan. He he put fucking... He was like, do you know what? All the kids are going to want Sans. But do you know what? I ain't going to put Sans in the game. What I'm oh, going to do is yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a costume and put Megalovania in it. You know, respect to Toby Fox because that guy is, is just living the dream of... Well, to be fair, he's worked really hard. But living the dream. But no... Sakura is getting everything he wants, which is brilliant because it's his game. He can do whatever the hell he wants. It was so, decided that Nintendo had already decided, but I think what he actually meant with that maybe was that he gave them a list of characters that he would really like in there alongside everything fans have always wanted, like Banjo Kazooie and stuff. I mean, Joker from Persona. You got Joker from Persona, Terry Bogard, and. The hero from Dragon Quest. Super Japanese. Like, not exactly the most mainstream titles, but have turned out amazing. And people are freaking out about Smash Brothers DLC now, even though they had no idea who these characters were, really. And now you got Banjo in it. Banjo came out today, and he's really fun. And he's a good homage to Banjo Kazooie as a huge fan of that game. But yeah, nobody knows. But I don't think anybody cares. Sakura's just getting what he wants. It's brilliant. Can't wait for Master Chief to come out. And that'll be when he pushes more people to buy Xboxes. Did you hear that? (laughs) Did you hear that during the stream? So when they were talking about Banjo-Kazooie... So after the Direct, they had like a presentation for the Banjo-Kazooie thing. Because Banjo-Kazooie came out today. So it was like, well, here's all his moves. Blah, blah, blah. Here's what you can do. And uh, he was like... (laughs) Sakura was like... Well, technically, Banjo-Kazooie is owned by Microsoft. Well, is owned by Rare, who are owned by Microsoft. So I suggest that you go play Banjo-Kazooie on an Xbox right now. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) What? Yeah. He was like, yeah. Why would they keep that in? (laughs) I don't know. I guess part of the deal? (laughs) Sakurai name drops an Xbox? Speaking wow. of paying people to work for Nintendo, I I I wonder how Toby Fox's <laughs> situation is looking these days. Because he's in there some somehow, some way. Well, he's he was in, in there. He was in the direct twice for weird things. So one is that he made all of the music for Game Freak's new game. Little Town Hero. Little Town Hero, formerly known as Town, which doesn't look very great because that frame rate it looks shoddy as shit. Yeah. Um no. And then Sans, uh, the Sans costume, which pretty much is just straight up Sans. And, and then Megalovania had like a remix made by him for it, which, by the way, is amazing. You should listen to it. It's a, an incredible remix of the original song. And then Sakurai's talking about like how he took Toby Fox to his house and played Smash Brothers with him and then drove him home. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Living, living the dream. I mean,. Toby Fox can chill, right? Like, he has enough money to just work on his next game without any worry Toby, of paying bills, right? I think Toby Fox doesn't need to worry about anything ever again. For the rest of his life? Oh, okay. yeah. Undertale Good. is so big in Japan, I don't think people realize. 
Undertale's meme famous, like for sure. Like everybody owns a copy of Undertale, right? It's oh shit, it's, really? It's crazy. But, you know, for us, it's like Megalovania, Sans, all this game theory, like hundreds of YouTube videos about Undertale. But in Japan, Undertale is such a recognizable IP now. It is the, it is the big Western IP up there next to Fortnite and Minecraft in Japan. What? Like mainstream? Yes. Holy that's really interesting because it's a like Western homage to Japanese RPGs. Well, it's a it's a mother it's a fan game, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. It's huge in Japan. That's adorable and I love it, and it for some reason makes a lot of sense to me. Cause Undertale's also like really cute and yeah. funny sans sans is incredibly recognizable here to japanese school children i have sans on like i have a sans sticker on my laptop that uh eight four the localization company that did the undertale japanese localization gave to me a couple years ago and i've had kids in coffee shops point at it and be like sans sans and I'm like that's not happened before it's so, amazing so i I googled how did Undertale do in Japan and landed on a Quora page talking about the localization. They're saying that Sans doesn't refer to himself with the normal Watashi, Boku, or Ore verbs, which offer different levels of formality. The important character Sans refers to himself with the much more country farmer style Oira? Yes. So before the... I don't want to go down this because it's not important to the Nintendo Direct News, but... Uh, before 8.4 did the localization for Undertale and Deltarune, they, uh, there was fan uh, versions of it by Japanese audiences already for Undertale because they weren't sure if they were ever going to get the game. And then they'd already kind of settled, like the community had already settled on what the characters would sound like because anybody who's played Undertale knows that the font text and the distinct way Sans and Papyrus and the characters talk about themselves is like part of what makes Undertale Undertale. Yeah. So they had yeah. to nail that in Japanese. So getting Sans to say <clears throat> the way he speaks and like they'd kind of, I can't remember what it was they decided on. Like the Japanese community had sort of come together to decide that's how Sans li- sounded like. But then A4 were like, no, we think Oida is what he would say. And the Japanese community was like, what the shit? <laughs> this is not what it sounds like. But now, obviously, nobody cares. Nobody remembers that part. So, and uh, yeah, Undertale is huge in this country. Holy shit. It outsold Dragon Quest Eleven on the PSN store. There you go. There you wow. go. And that's a lot of, that's so, a lot of Dragon Quests. Yeah, t- Toby Fox is is all in Nintendo Directs now. He's all over the place. He's very willing to work with other people, it seems, and he's he's he seems very down to earth. He's very small. Um, also, uh, <laughs> he's very small. <laughs> just down to earth, like it reminded me of when I saw him, and I was like, "Wow, that man is very small." <laughs> down to earth, literally. Four foot nine. Um, also, Deadly Premonition 2 got announced. Yeah, and Swery's actually the director and writer of it, so I guess that worked out for the... And, uh, and, and the original Deadly... game, it's it's on the store Deadly as of Premon- yesterday. Premonition Origins. 
So uh, if you're like me and you tried to get into the PC version, but it just wouldn't launch, now you got an option. I like that game. Since since we're doing a a, a fast cast this week, um, do you wait? We're, we're getting rid of the direct already. Well, what 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 else? What else you did they got the, there? What, what else a, we going you're through? You're such a direct Nazi. You're such a direct Nazi Nazi every week. Every every time there's a direct. Xenoblade Chronicles is having a complete remaster and it looks amazing. Tokyo Mirage Sessions FE is freaking coming out and that was a good Wii U game that nobody played, which is sad. It's a good game though, even though it looks like Pop Idol bullshit. It is it is pretty good. Oh, Pop Idol! I thought you said Pop Eyed. <laughs> no, Pop Eyed. Super That's Nintendo Super games. Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, Super Nintendo games are coming to Nintendo Switch tomorrow. But well, they'll be out by the time you. Listen to this. Listen to this. Maybe if this episode ever if, ends. If, if you're a subscriber <laughs> to the the Nintendo Switch Online service, there was like a there was like a, a new Kirby game that's like a Diablo four player loot thing that looks cool. A dungeon crawler. <laughs> Not dungeon crawl, but like a loot based thing where you kit out different Kirby's and loot that you get. There was so much in this direct. It's crazy. Overwatch, of course. A lot of that was on the docket. You're such, such a direct Nazi. <laughs> we went through like we 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 really went into to uh, okay I at least really went into Jedi Outcast and then we we really went into to Toby Fox <laughs> the, the only the only the only George based thing in the direct was an old Star Wars game it's so fucking true uh, <laughs> you Jesus. own a Nintendo Switch why don't you have a vested interest in these things. <laughs> Because I, I I have a hard time getting sold on trailers. Assassin's Creed Four and the other one. There you go. They're coming to Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Well, I I also like like have have a computer. We can hear you. We can hear you using it right now. I mean that that was a that was a deep one. Like you you really felt that scroll. So wait wait wait. Do I like click and scroll in time with with my emotional energy? Can you tell what kind of <laughs> mood I'm in by how much I'm clicking? Yeah, more than likely. If we if we just listen. Oh my God. What if I've like accidentally developed my own language based off of clicks and scrolls and farts? I mean, your whole what? life is based around clicks. So. Wow. Wow. The the farts, huh? Okay, just, just gonna throw that in there. No one noticed that, huh? No one, no one, no one's gonna. Do. Okay. <laughs> so hey, <laughs> <laughs> did, 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 wait, wait, wait. No. I'm, I'm, I'm interested before we. I'm interested before we move on. Matt, did the direct excite you? It, it didn't really excite me, but it was see? cool to see like Terry coming. It was cool uh, to see Divinity Original Sin too, but oh, I yeah. feel like I was just Divinity read... Original Sin two is out yeah, today. Yeah, I, I just love over that the one. bluntness of the question. Did it excite you? Yeah, like more. I'm only excited really for Terry and um, Super Nintendo playing Super Mario World on my on my. Uh, I was about to say DS on my Switch is going to be great. That's going to be yeah, my toilet game I, for a I, while. I, I think it's fun. It's it, this stuff is fun. It's like there's so little in the world that'll get me excited, though. Why? Oof. How? Oof. 
How am I gonna like like really really brighten my day by reading about weird games getting ported to the Nintendo Switch? Doesn't that give you hope though? Like a little bit. Uh, yeah. Like we have yeah, a place. A bit. We talk about like game preservation and stuff all the time. And Nintendo Switch is out here freaking putting every goddamn game ever made on it. Okay, dope. like you guys are making fun of me, right? But if Jedi Knight <laughs> 2 Jedi Outcast is on the Nintendo Switch, that means we are eventually working towards the eventuality of every relevant game ever being on the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, I mean, the like in the same direct, you had Terry Bogard coming to Smash, Sans coming to Smash, Jedi Outcast 2, okay, uh, Divinity Sin 2, Overwatch. And Witcher 3, and Luigi's Mansion 2, and Xenoblade Chronicles. All of that string of nonsensical words that make coherent sense if you understand video games were all in that one Nintendo Direct. And, and Nintendo has historically branded itself as, as a boutique exclusive console, only for themselves and their first parties and their family-friendly brands. And this generation, that, that whoever was in charge of that just got tossed out the window. They're, they're a very inclusive platform, catering to, to all sorts of age demographics all over the map. And, and all sorts of genres from all sorts of developers in all sorts of places. It's... It's a completely opposite ethos for for regarding what they're going to put out on this machine of theirs. Can I say, I found out about Sans, like, after the Direct, right? On Twitter, when you and Gerard posted, like, oh, Sans. And I was like, oh, snap, let me look that up. And I see this ugly thing <laughs> on the trailer. And I was like, what? What? Oh, it's a costume. Yeah, it's a costume. Why are you so excited about a costume? I mean, I'm it, not It's an ugly thing. It's an ugly thing. It does not look right. But it's, it's, it's representation, isn't it? It's like... I don't know. It's, it's Looks just, like Sans it, to me. It's just that the... <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, it's a black and white Looks character. Like Sans to me. It is. It's weird because he, he has his little blue hoodie. Yeah, how... How bad can you screw up Sans? <laughs> I mean, the feet look a little weird, but from the belly up, it just looks like Sans to me. Bubblehead, man. Okay. Okay. I I I, I don't see uh, heads. We all know you got face blindness, anyway. I actually think I wait. Yeah, I, I actually explained that on this podcast, so you are correct. And why? And why is Sans purple? Why is Sans purple? You see that, George? Well, I'm also a bit colorblind. <laughs> <laughs> we sound like the three oldest men in the world right now. I'm messing with George. Who is this skeleton? <laughs> if you would like to send an email to your grandfather, please go do that first. Oh, that joke was too deep. Uh, if you would like to send an email to to your, your your dad or your granddad, please do that first and then send an email to us. And they can send it to sans at sons podcast at tobyfoxmademillions.com. When you're finished talking to your your paternal relatives and telling them how much you love them and appreciate them and hope they have a great day, uh, feel free to send some hate mail to dadandsonspodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> you know, I have a video idea. I want to do a Cribs 
uh, with Toby Fox. Sue, Sue, Cribs. Wait, you guys haven't watched MD, MTB? <laughs> I was twelve no once. Cribs. Oh, okay. okay. Cribs is a is a seminal part of our pop cultural generational foundation, sir. Yeah, it's like I bet if you watch like through how many ever seasons Cribs had, I reckon seventy percent of the people in those episodes now they no lied. longer exist or working in and, the industry. And some of them lied. And some of them lied. <laughs> some of them lied. It was like this big thing. How many of them were just renting the house? That They're renting week? the house from like other other big celebrities. It was no crazy. No way. Yeah, yeah. You could like look it up. Like, is there is, is there like is there like a standout one of somebody who was just everybody knows was a massive liar? <sighs> it was one of the rappers. I know Fifty Cent. Oh, I hope it was an exhibit. Yo, yo, yo! It's your boy Exhibit. Fifty Cent lied about his Ferraris. Too many good memes for him to be the fraud. <laughs> and it was some low end, low end rapper that also lied, and I can't remember. You probably low got you, end rapper, like he's a low you know, game like B list, <laughs> B list rapper. You know, like you know, he comes the, packed with the GTX 760. <laughs> like if Drake was like a, you know, there's a lot of B list. Rappers that don't make that much money, like, like Drake Mumble. is like rolling like in money. Do they publish on SoundCloud? <laughs> no, no, no. Migos, Migos is making money. Migos is up there twisting the wrist, stir frying, and all that jazz. <laughs> it sounds so white now. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I need to hang around my people more. <laughs> As 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 a white guy who was growing up in Woodstock, Georgia, from from years like 2002 to 2005, I would not be able to get many references if I did not know what what Cribs was. Oof. That was the whitest sentence of all time. God damn it! I just can't fucking win here. Can't fucking win. Oh man. Oh, George's man. reference to black rap culture comes from Cribs. What? Not, not just. Okay, I'm just gonna stop. I'm just gonna. St- I was just about to say not just Cribs, and that would be even. I can't. I can't climb out of that hole. So instead, I'm gonna say. First question comes from Sir Rick the Nick. Sir Rick the Nick asks. My question is after a big paragraph explaining it. How many different media things are we all currently involved with with the intention of eventually finishing them? Do you make an effort to not start something new before you finish something old? Are there any pieces of media that you wish you had stuck with, but now it's too late? I'd love to know. Are we talking about, like, making things or or consuming things? Yeah, specifically games or shows. Stuff that, 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 that takes the big hours, the big bucks from you. Um, Dexter didn't get to finish that. Uh, <laughs> wish I finished it because I heard the ending and I was like, damn it, why didn't I finish it? Um, there's a, there's a couple shows like Lost, you know, you know, when something happens, like life happens and like, like you go a week without being in your routine of watching like a show a day or a show every two days or something. And it just, it just completely falls off or a show gets delayed. That's what happens. And then. You don't want to go back. Suits? I, I still haven't finished. I still haven't started the second season. Mr. Robot? I need to catch up. And now I feel like I have to restart the whole thing. And that's a whole... That's, that's, that's hours and hours and hours of my life. I have to restart the whole thing of Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot's good. I want to watch it. 
but I won't remember. <laughs> you can't like read a, a synopsis or a summary. That's not good enough, George. I have to see the little clues. Mm. A, a, a show like Mr. Robot deserves to be uh, analyzed, you know, and watched. You know, like oh, this is why they shot this this way. You know, I don't I don't like to just go in not remembering stuff. Like I, I could never watch Dexter again without going through the whole thing again. I could never do that. Not to say it's on the same, <laughs> same uh, category as uh, Mr. Robot, but yeah, yeah, I, I would have to see Dexter's progression for me to actually so, finish that. So, so do you, do you make an effort to to not start new things? Does it bug yes. you to? Yes, yes, yes. I I just did cleanup. Attack on Titan was a cleanup. One Punch Man was a cleanup. And some other thing that I just watched recently was a cleanup. But yeah, I try not to start new things. I try to go back and watch, you know, the second seasons or third seasons of something that and, I've watched and is recently. And this, this for games, too? No. Oh. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. I don't think I've ever gone back and finished a game. I usually yeah. finish my games. Uh, and I, if I uh, don't finish it, that's it. It's done. Holy shit. Holy it's, shit. Yeah. Okay. Um. Um. How about you, Liam? Uh, I'm very similar to Matt, where I won't go back and finish uh, to a game if I drop it. But the problem is, Matt actually does finish games where I have like <laughs> I ten games it. on at the same time. So I can like, I was thinking about it today. I was like, oh my god, I'm playing Final Fantasy fourteen, Fire Emblem Three Houses, now Astral Chain, Smash Brothers, and River City Girls. All at the same time, and I'm definitely, most definitely, not gonna finish any single one of them. <laughs> oh, and the yeah. Dragon Quest Eleven demo. Also, I'm like one season into Dark, and I really want to watch the second season, but I just don't have the strength. <laughs> I, I like that the demo is is taking up this big of a part of your life. This is the problem. I don't know where Matt finds the time, or where anybody finds the time. I don't split my attention between twenty different things. But they come out at the same time. I, I, I work like 10, 12 hour shifts. And then at the end of it, I just play play some hours of games. Or I go out and mostly go out. But I play yeah, some hours of games. Right. Nobody yeah. does that. Nobody goes out. This is, this is Orange County, baby. There's all sorts of things <laughs> to be going down in South <laughs> California. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Sounds like a 70-year-old quagmire. <laughs> uh, yeah, it really bugs me if I don't finish a, a game I've been playing for a while. In fact, I kind of... I don't. My, I think my perspective on economics has completely ruined me because every single game that I buy, I'm like expecting myself to actually consume it all the way through. Hmm. But you, you never do, though. You, you're, you've been on the same games forever. No, that's that's how. Like I have been committed to these really, really long games over the past few years. Like Subnautica was like an 80, 90 hour sub tr Assassin's Creed Odyssey is is truly an Odyssey. I'm I'm entering into the seventieth hours on that one. Like it bugs me to not finish really big games that I get deep into, and it bugs me to not finish any game that I that I begin this is this is a mental tick it's a habit about uh, me trying to squeeze the most of my dollars worth whenever I purchase them 
That's that's the mindset I'm coming into it with it with that, and it makes it hard for me to uh, start a new game up if I already have a previous one going. Yeah, games are hard. Good, good things. The the next one is like five hours, according to how long to beat, and it's a new one. So I am excited. I'm excited. Mm. Nice and easy. Uh, Hopefully, it's scary. Christopher E has a question about game unionization and its uh, potentially negative effects on on game development. Uh, Christopher E. says, I really appreciate how you are all advocating for the unionization of game devs and software developers. The people who make our games are often overlooked compared to the smiling directors and studios. As someone who wants to get into the game industry, it's very encouraging that my future may be for the better. But one thing that concerns me, however, is how AAA studios will try to circumnavigate unions and paying people better wages by means of outsourcing labor. I have imagined famous American studios like id Software in Texas, Bioware in Washington, or Treyarch in LA will start outsourcing more work to lower-paid countries with a rising tech or strong software development force like China, the Philippines, or India, and working those guys to death instead of Americans who have a relatively large podium to speak on. This is, and then after <laughs> paragraphs... That is some weird conspiracy theory I had, and probably I'm just ignorant to the way outsourcing development is done, but I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Thanks, Chris. Uh, this, this I thought would be a good opportunity to talk about, um, outsourcing AAA assets and how this is something that does already happen quite a lot, almost exactly as he describes. Um, and, and I think Liam might, might be more familiar with, with the companies and the names involved. There's, there's a lot of, there, there, there's several of them. If you walk around the show floor of, a GDC or a um, uh, Gamescom, I saw them too. You'll see a lot of of Asian country a- Asian companies you've never heard of before that'll have a sandwich board of clients they've worked on and games they've made that are like all the AAA yearly sequel franchises. Um, the the amount of, of small Asian studios that just make assets for franchises like Assassin's Creed and Far Cry and Call of Duty are are larger than you may initially expect, judging judging by the sound of things there. This, this is a, a practice that exists that's out there. Uh, well, outsourcing is used in a lot of studios for various different things. Sometimes you outsource people to come to your studio for a certain period of time on detachment like visual effect artists or CG artists or animators and stuff and they come, they work a contract and then they leave sometime you hire QA studios outside, there are lots of QA studios in places like India uh, where they have big huge houses of testing suites where you can send outsourcing bugs like art bugs and minor fixes that you have hundreds of thousands of like low level bugs that you need sifting through and you don't have the manpower internally to do it you can send outsource it's tough I think yeah there is outsourcing in the games industry in every studio especially AAA for sure it's probably not on the scale people are thinking of and it, it I don't know whether it would be easy to say that uh it's taking away from people's jobs. It's it's like a tool almost, l- less than a, a, an actual uh, replacement, I feel. 
Um, but I feel like for testing and QA, definitely that would be the first thing to go in regards to like hiring a huge outsourcing studio in India with like 200 testing staff that are cheaper to pay and you can have different teams work around the clock. That would be much more efficient for studios, but I don't know. Right now, outsourcing is common all across the world in different studios, uh, but to varying degrees of what they're used for. One thing to consider is that the massive jump in detail that you saw going from the 6th to the 7th generation is partially made possible by this. I'm scrolling through a interview with um, a company called Playerium, who was contracted to work on Resident Evil 7. And the, the image that they show is this pipe factory type scene with with tons of intricate little cluttered pipes all over the room. And you got to wonder if that's really a level of detail they could meet without outsourcing. Of course. It's like, you know, you see every time you boot up a game, you don't just see like one developer. You see like multiple different things and different tool sets and different licensing things and the varying degrees, You especially AAA, because AAA games, games is just so massive. They need all the help they can get. Video games take so much work, and it is beyond one studio sometimes to be able to get that done in various degrees. Um, So it is common that you'll find games like Resident Evil 7 that will have had an outsourcing studio to help with certain sections of the game that maybe uh, hadn't got enough polish until like near the end of development or were sections that the main team deem they didn't need to focus on as much so they could pass it on to another team to do. Yeah, I think the situation depends. I've heard that one potential strategy for for maybe circumventing this might be having some kind of um shared library for assets and like like how props in Hollywood will have warehouses full of props that'll all show up in a bunch of different movies if there can be some kind of equivalent for for game software, so, I mean there already so is, is, but nobody's going to use the same assets because nobody wants their game to look like another game. But what there is is tools. Everybody uses the same tools, or you know, people studios spend so much money building internal tool sets, and then a lot of studios just get by by using other tools, or they buy licenses to. Uh, tool software developers who specifically just make tools for video game developers that definitely is common uh you'll go to gdc and you'll watch panels based around the tool sets that you use so you can understand how other studios are using the tools you use in their pipeline to get stuff done but i think like using actual assets is different because assets is is still artwork and it's still like creation of something artistical uh, nobody wants to a game to look like another game and i don't think other studios would want to be giving out their assets and demeaning their own work with other people using it i mean we have the asset store on unreal and unity so we hear about these games all the time like asset flip games nobody really wants to be put with that tagline that's for sure so so it it happens is is, is I guess. <laughs> oh, it, it it happens. It's super common. It's not uh, like an industry secret. It's just something that happens. 
Video games aren't just made in like a tiny studio factory. They're they're a collaborative <laughs> effort sometimes of multiple teams across the world. I, I think one of the things to think about when thinking about the negative implications of unionization is that a lot of the corners bosses would cut in response to that have already been cut. <laughs> Like I, I was I was having an awkward Thanksgiving conversation at the dinner table about this. The the relative was like, well, if you just lower taxes, then the rich people will just move away and hoard their their money in countries with low taxes. And that that already happens, even in video games. Activision Blizzard had a 10 billion dollar account in, in Holland and they didn't make video games in that office in Holland. Anyways. Yeah. And speaking of, of outsourcing, uh, we we got to outsource this outro to someone out there. Matt, Matt, we're outsourcing the outro to you. Uh, me? Well, well, thank thank you guys so much for listening, allowing us to get your your ear holes <laughs> wet one last time before you have to go inside for work or uh, continue cleaning. I always think about cleaning. That's the only well, time they're not like in a car accident for the for this one because we did have no jokes, none, no, no, no jokes for the whole whole hour and a half. There was zero jokes, zero jokes, and that's why so, you shouldn't outsource podcasts to us. Yes, um, and enjoy this train wreck. Hopefully, you didn't wreck your car. They definitely didn't because they weren't laughing. <laughs>